The Israel Report with Rolene Marks. Hey, and as usual, every day we have a report from Israel, and of course it's with Rolene Marks, who's our Israel correspondent. Rolene, good day. How are you doing? Um, very good at you. A bit uh, boiling hot here as we battle the Mediterranean heat wave. So guys in South Africa, if you want to send us some cool weather, yeah. we are happy to receive. You can send us some warm weather. It will be much appreciated. <laughs> that is a deal. Fantastic. So, Rolene, what is, what is happening here? I see this uh, President Herzog is departing for Washington. What, what is going on there? Well, we're very excited. The president will depart a little later this evening for Washington. He is scheduled to meet with President Biden at the White House. Now, this will be the second visit to Washington in about less than a year for President Herzog and is seen by the prime minister as almost a little bit of a slap in the face from President Biden because no invitation has been forthcoming, which is very, very unusual given the close ties between Israel and the United States. So the president is due to depart. He will address Congress on Wednesday 19th. That is on Wednesday. He'll address Congress. Now, of course, we do have those members of the squad who have said they will be boycotting President Herzog's speech and we have had some some drama from a uh, democratic uh, representative uh, Pamela Jaipal. Uh, I'll get on to that in a second. Sometimes I can't read my own handwriting here. <laughs> but the president will also meet with Vice President Kamala Harris. The two are scheduled to speak about climate issues, very, very big topic of discussion at the moment. Mm -hmm. And he will also meet with leaders of the Jewish community, Jewish communal organizations. And then he will meet with Antonio Guterres, the Secretary General of the United Nations. So a a jam-packed itinerary for President Herzog. And uh, we have just been notified in the last hour or so that President Biden is scheduled to speak to Prime Minister Netanyahu. He is expected to voice his concerns about the judicial overhauls, which is a a big issue right here in in Israel at the moment, causing a, a lot of divisions in Israeli society. More on that a little later. The Prime Minister's office have not confirmed whether or not this is what the, the call will be about, but this is according to Walla News. This weekend we had uh, uh, Ramila Ajayal from the Democratic Party calling Israel an apartheid state. Now this has made major news headlines. She has walked back her comments mm-hmm. saying that uh, that wasn't what she meant. She tried to diffuse an already tense situation during a panel discussion where there were a lot of um, anti-Israel protesters and she also wanted to express her sensitivity to the Palestinian cause and she remains uh, sympathetic and supportive of Israel. However, it has resulted in, in quite a backlash and I'll read to you a little bit from the press release issued by the House Democratic leader Hakeem Jeffries and members of the Democratic Party. It's headed, Israel is not a racist state. 
as a Jewish and democratic nation, Israel was founded 75 years ago on the principle of complete equality of social and political rights for all of its citizens, irrespective of religion, race or sex, as codified in its Declaration of Independence. Israel and America have a uniquely special relationship anchored in our shared democratic values and strategic interests as House Democratic leaders. We strongly support Israel's right to exist as a homeland for the Jewish people. We are also firmly committed to a robust two-state solution where Israel and the Palestinian people can live side by side in peace and prosperity. Certainly, there are individual members of the current Israeli governing coalition with whom we strongly disagree. That is also the case with respect to some on the other side of the aisle who we serve within the United States Congress. Government officials come and go. The special relationship between the United States and Israel will endure. We are determined to make support for Israel in the Congress, uh, strongly bipartisan, and our commitment to a safe and secure Israel as an invaluable partner, ally, and beacon of democracy in the Middle East is ironclad. We look forward to welcoming Israeli President Isaac Herzog to the United States House of Representatives this week. Well, that all sounds, all sounds pretty good. There always does seem to be a bit of a conflict uh, in messaging from 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 both sides there, especially from the Democratic Party, they in support but not in support, and sometimes in support but will be in support. <laughs> it does it does seem to bounce bounce around as it usually does, and it no doubt will be raised because of the up, upcoming uh, elections, which will make matters only worse. Now I, I see Financial Minister uh, Eli Cohen is visiting Kenya. Um, during the uh, African Union Mid-Year Summit. Uh, can you give us any updates on that? Okay, so first of all, it's uh, Eli Cohen is the foreign minister. Ah, foreign and minister. he is, is that's okay. Uh, <laughs> I should actually clarify it in my running order. So a, a big smack on the wrist to me. Uh, but uh, Eli Cohen, the foreign minister, is in Kenya. He's uh, in the country for the mid-year meeting of the African Union. Hugely strategic as Israel has observer status at the AU. I know that there are countries such as South Africa working hard to try and get that revoked. But he seems to be having a very fruitful visit. He has uh, made, quote, unquote, normalization contact with Niger, Mali, and Mauritania. And he has also met with an unnamed African country that has no bilateral relations with Israel. So very, very interesting. So if you are playing normalization bingo and have African countries on your bingo card, let's get a, a, a list or a reading of who you think will be the next country, this time on the African continent, to normalize ties with the state of Israel. Very good news indeed. Mm, absolutely. As you said, it is unnamed at, at, at this stage. We wonder who it will be. Now, you, you mentioned Bibi uh, before. Um, how's his health doing? Well, he gave us a bit of a scare this weekend. The Prime Minister was rushed to Sheba Medical Center on Saturday night. Mm. He reportedly spent the day in the Sea of Galilee, the Pinerit, with his family and very, very naughty forgot to wear a hat and drink water. Now, it is very, very hot in Israel at the moment. It is uh, nearly half past six here in Modi, and the temperature is 35 degrees. And if you've been to Israel, you know the rules. 
even if you aren't thirsty, drink. It is very, very easy to dehydrate, to get heat poisoning. Uh, that's a thing. I learned all about it today. And uh, the Prime Minister was kept overnight for observation and underwent tests. But where it does get quite concerning is that even though his uh, test results were normal, he was discharged with a heart monitor. So um, there are those who are concerned, and it has raised questions, why is his heart being monitored even though his uh, tests were normal? So uh, as you would know, any leader of a country, the minute they're admitted to hospital or there is some kind of emergency, it is a, a cause for concern. It is in the public interest to know these details. Absolutely, it is, especially if it's a a heart issue or something new that that has been discovered through a recent test. But then again, as you say, it could be uh, heat poisoning. I'll have to look that one up. Um, but heat can cause uh, blood pressure issues, which can affect the heart and and so on. So it would be understandable that he would be they would be monitoring uh, his heart rate and his blood pressure and. Uh, functionality of, of his heart as well. Let's just hope uh, it'll tie in for any planned protests that might be happening. Well, there are big protests planned for tomorrow. This is as the coalition government tried to push forward with the reasonableness, reasonableness uh, law. It's a, a big word to, to wrap one's mouth around. But yes, big protest planned for tomorrow, another day of possible disruptions. And the, the uh, Israeli Medical Association have announced a warning strike. Uh, this is planned for tomorrow. So what they have said is that uh, they will go on strike. What they will do is um, operate... Uh, 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 with only emergency cases being uh, treated. So what, if, what the strike will see is hospitals operating on an emergency footage for several hours or footing for several hours with emergency cases being uh, treated. And uh, this follows a threat last week signed by a thousand doctors expressing their concerns about the future of medicine in, in this country, especially if the reforms go through. Today, we had over 800 former agents of the Shin Bet or the Shabbat also cautioning against these judicial reforms, as I mentioned earlier. President Biden is expected to phone and voice his concerns. Uh, we have had over 170 Sayeret Matkal. These are elite commando forces also saying that they will, um, they will strike, they will not show up for duty. Uh, and the, the military branches, uh, from pilots to cyber to elite commandos to, to other reservists, have expressed their grave concern about what these judicial overhauls could mean. And uh, the um, Ramat Khal, the IDF chief of staff, and the defense minister actually speaking over the weekend about concerns of, about Israel's readiness, preparedness, should there uh, be refusal by reservists to, to show up for duty. As many of you know, Israel faces massive security threats, but uh, the concern amongst many in this country, I know some people don't like to hear it, 
is what will Israel's democratic future look like if these judicial overhauls go through. Absolutely. And Raleen, thanks very much for, uh, for the updates. And we'll be chatting again with you tomorrow.